Okay, so Ken. In mid-January 2007, I saw a 34-year-old white female, G2P1A1, had a therapeutic interruption of pregnancy at 10 weeks when a 2.3-centimeter breast mass was discovered under her right nipple. The patient subsequently had a modified radical mastectomy without immediate reconstruction. Two of 21 axillary lymph nodes were positive for metastatic disease. The tumor was ER protein negative, PR protein negative, HER2 new positive, and staged as a 2B T2N1M0 lesion. What was the HER2? How was it tested? It was done by FISH and it was strongly positive. The patient and her husband had family counsel both professionally and through the religious leader and went on a healing retreat. They agreed to chemotherapy with AC, paclitaxel, plus trastuzumab that began the first week in March 2007. The patient has completed the AC and the PET component of her therapy without any problems whatsoever. She is currently receiving trastuzumab on a weekly basis and will continue for one year. Her breast reconstruction is tentatively scheduled for March 2008. Can you talk some more about her, her husband, what their thoughts were about this situation, the pregnancy, the interruption of pregnancy, and the healing? They are both very religious Catholics. And the whole question was for her of whether or not to go through a therapeutic abortion or not, to take chemotherapy. What was her role in this? What was God's role in this? And what sort of happened to them as they thought this whole thing through? Well, the first thing that she wanted was if she went through this, would she be able to have children in the future? Her first question was, she came from a family of six children. He came from a family of nine children. They were second-generation Irish Catholics, and one is Polish. It was a Polish family and an Irish family meeting together. And their big question was, if going through treatment, would she be able to have more children? And that was a major, major discussion that we went through. She went through therapy and still is, in fact, in therapy. Her husband had a very difficult time with this, much more so than she did. He was much more involved in wanting to have a male child. The first child was a female, and he was fixated on having a male child. And we did a lot of talking, and he was very open about this, about how important it was to have his wife, but also how important it was for him to have a male heir. Melody? Well, I think when you have someone who's 34, regardless of whether she's interested in having more children, you doggone well better send them to someone who's a fertility expert who can talk to them about preserving fertility. What are the options now that you are seeing used in your patients or that your patients are taking? To me, it's like Star Wars. I don't even guess anymore what the options are because it's changing almost on a semi-annual basis, all the way from removing a part of the ovary and freezing it to harvesting eggs and fertilizing them to just harvesting the eggs. There are safer ways to do this now with the use of tamoxifen as a stimulatory device, tamoxifen plus FSH. Even the aromatase inhibitors plus FSH have been used for this purpose, and you can do it within a month. So that's sort of step number one. At age 34, AC is highly unlikely to put this person or to cause chemotherapy-induced amenorrhea. I don't think we have good information on AC followed by paclitaxel. But if I had to guess, I would guess that she will still be menstruating when she's at the end of this. Since she is ER and PR negative, she's in good shape in terms of the possibility of having another child. Can you elaborate more on that? You mean in terms of you're saying it's okay to get pregnant? Well, the best study I'm aware of is a study that was done by the National Cancer Institute, gee whiz, a long time ago, 
where they looked at, they controlled for time since diagnosis and compared patients who got pregnant versus didn't get pregnant who had a diagnosis of breast cancer. And the survival curves were absolutely superimposable. So we're never going to have a prospective randomized trial. I think that's the best observational information we can have. So you're thinking more that she's not going to need hormone therapy. Exactly. When a patient is estrogen receptor positive, it becomes a little bit more difficult discussion. She was pregnant when this all started out. And you know the question is, did she need to have an abortion in the first place. And unfortunately, she's in her first trimester. Let's just take away the fact that she's HER2 positive, which makes it even more complicated. But if she were, say, mid-second trimester, I mean, you could have given her chemotherapy, and she could have delivered her child, and she could have kept the pregnancy. But that's the one time when you're, you know, in that first trimester where it becomes a bit more difficult. What do we know about trastuzumab in pregnancy? Nothing. Case reports, safe. Case reports. Where people accidentally got pregnant when they were on it, right. Would you consider doing that? In that situation you described if she was in the second trimester, you gave her chemo, would you give her trastuzumab being pregnant? No. Frankie? Well, we wouldn't be giving this lady the taxanes, although they have been reported to be safe, but they are abortifacients. I mean, the deer that ate the bark of the taxane trees, they found that it caused miscarriages. So there have been some studies done with it. But So I would be giving her the AC taxol regimen. She could get her AC or her FAC. Dr. Rich Theriault also presented a series of patients at MD Anderson, same outcome. And so I'd give her that in the second trimester. She delivers her baby, then she gets her... Taxane plus her Herceptin. Once she's through the Herceptin, either case, the way it actually rolled out, or these theoretical cases, what advice would you give her concerning pregnancy? Melody? As a double negative patient, I would suggest it might be a good idea to wait a couple of years so that she would be more assured that she wouldn't recur. But that's, you know, I don't think it's something that I should tell the patient you can't get pregnant for two years. I would just say if you're alive and well two years from your diagnosis, you're more likely to be able to raise your child. But it's totally up to the so patient. So it's a more psychosocial issue that you know, deal with recurrence in the face of having a child. Or, God forbid, being pregnant while you have metastatic breast cancer. I mean, another thing I but do... But not these, so much that it'll increase your chance of having recurrence. Right. Another thing I recommend for these patients who are going to get pregnant after their diagnosis is I stage them before they attempt a pregnancy. What's your advice, Frankie, in terms of getting Well, pregnant? of course, one thing, everybody, the gorilla's in the room, and we all know the gorilla's here. She's going to get bracket tested, right? <laughs> we know that. And yeah, I agree 100%. The only thing I would say is that I read this once in an article that Dr. Henderson, Craig Henderson, had presented, and that was that if you're going to have Mets, you're going to have Mets. And if you're healthy now, you should have your kid now and not wait till later because waiting in a woman just diminishes your chances of fertility. So it does take time to get your ovaries reset and that sort of thing. And it appears that they've had a long discussion, the husband and the patient, about what their wishes are. It's kind of like the Edwards in the presidential campaign, whether she makes it to the White House or not, that is their life goal. And she's going to be there by his side. And if it is their goal as a couple... They want a boy to carry on the tradition, a brother to help this little girl that may not have a mother. Then once her ovaries are in sync, and even though she's a triple negative, 
I'd consider getting pregnant when you can't get pregnant. It is heartbreaking, though. I remember one of my patients came in. She was so happy. I hadn't seen her. She was five years out. She was hormone receptor positive, and she was pregnant. And as I was examining her neck, I felt the hard supraclavicular lymph node, and she just barely made it through the pregnancy, had a great baby, and died with liver meds. But, you know, we just have to play the hand we're dealt. And if that's what's the goal of their life, to have a male heir, I agree it's not going to influence her outcome getting pregnant. Is there any role of using Zolodex in an ER-negative patient to preserve fertility? Dr. Octay actually showed a very interesting thing in terms of where do you save the egg and where does the egg get hurt from chemotherapy. And when you think of the egg, to me, it's almost like a tumor stem cell, right? We can't knock it out with chemotherapy because it's relatively chemotherapy insensitive. It's the daughter cells that we knock out with the chemotherapy. So what Octay showed was that the eggs are already in a state of development that are going to be the ones that become available to the sperm and that when you give the LHRH, you're not affecting the eggs that are the potential stem cells, so to speak. Because of the way the oogenesis occurs, you're not really affecting the stem eggs and the rate of apoptosis increases so much he did not think this was a useful strategy. I have seen papers in literature because, of course, we go through this all the time. And then the other resource for your patients is www.fertilehope.org. I'm sure you're aware of that because they're very big on that with the registry and they have a lot of supportive issues. But, Melody, there was a pilot study done by Kevin Fox, and I think that evolved into a cooperative group study looking at LHRH specifically. And actually, I know Kevin was kind of disappointed that there were very few successful pregnancies. I think they're still studying it. What was your take on that? Yeah, I agree. But there is a prospective randomized trial going on right now to look at whether or not that is an effective strategy. And it's specifically for estrogen receptor negative patients.